When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is good, everybody? Rob Statzkerer here with you. Welcome to another Best of the Gold Standard Podcast this week. As always on the show, we give you the best five minutes from every single long-form episode that we do. Obviously, a lot of the week was focused on the Niners' poor effort in the first preseason game. And as the week went on, we went on to examine what we want to see in preseason week number two against the Denver Broncos. First up, a look back at the Raider game with me and Vish Kumaran. I do wish that they had run the ball more. Because I felt like he looked his best when they started running the ball more consistently. I think they only called one run in his first couple plays. Now, I know Kyle said that that was partly because they, you know, on third down, it was third and long, so they had to pass. But I wish they had run it a little more because I felt like that's Rob, this is where I push back against the running argument, okay? Because you're trying to get your quarterback confidence early. Like, those are two easy, quick game completions that he gets on that first drive that he takes sacks on both, Okay. The first one, the play is jet stick. I think Rich Madrid posted the play actually on Twitter. So if you want to see it and I, okay, I'm not sure if the Raiders are playing three deep or what exactly they're doing, but he throws the alert, the progressions on the other side, he reads it flat to stick. That's how he usually reads it. If he reads the progression, despite Nick Zakel getting beaten, he finds, I think it was Ross Dwelly on the stick route and that's a completion five yards and maybe he takes a hit but that's certainly not a sack. Instead, he looks at the alert. I don't know if he thought the corner was squatting. On the alert, you run a eight-yard hitch route. If the corner is playing bump and run, the corner is not playing bump and run there. I think the Raiders are playing some form of three deep, but the corner is squatting. I thought, I think maybe Lance thinks Chris Conley is sight adjusting to a fade. Rich actually posted all of this. He and I were talking about this during the game, but I think he posted all of it on Twitter. So if you want to go see it there, you can. 
Um, but the point is, it was that was one I'm not sure if I would put on him, but certainly I didn't know where his eyes were and why he was looking at it that way. The second one, Rob, the third down play, third and five, you have, again, the concept to your left. It's stick route right in front of your face. Step up and make the throw. He sees the covered two corner on the field side near the sideline squatting very late, and he hesitates, pump fakes, and he takes another sack. Like, these are rudimentary things a quarterback needs to do. This goes back to, hey, like, when he first started, they had to call slant flat three different times before he read it out correctly. I, I think the player is still very talented. I think the player has had a lot of inexperience. But when we say, well, Shanahan should have run it, Shanahan should have run it, we say that only because the plays didn't work. But the plays didn't work because those were simple plays that the quarterback needed to execute. And he didn't execute it early in the game. And that's why they took sacks. And that's why Shanahan should have run the ball. And that's why we say all of that. Look, I don't know about the breakdown of reads and all the stuff you mentioned. That's I can't you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't know. Um I, when I watch it, I don't know like that there's a ton of open guys that he's missing. Um, to me, the, it looked like there the wasn't third much sack separation. None. Third sack, uh, none. You, the stream, the you, can sack. See a, you can see a play here. Um, so this, this is the first, first sack. Play. The first like, sack, if you look at the top side of the screen on the first sack, they run the pro- – uh, so if you can just scroll back right here on that side, right? They motion the tight end out. Their tight end goes flat, and they're running a stick route with there, right there. So he reads that flat to stick on the back side. He's looking at Connolly right now. But he's looking at the alert. Exactly. He's looking at the alert. And this is where I don't know whether to put this sack on him or not because I don't know what's going on, and this is one that will never get this information. But he's looking at the alert. And basically, the alert has two jobs here. If he's bump and run, you run an eight-yard hitch. If the corner is playing off and he's playing cloud coverage, you sight adjust to a fade. Now, the corner is kind of playing three deep here, but he does squat. I'm not sure if Lance was expecting him to sight adjust to a fade. I'm not sure if that's what was supposed to happen. He didn't do it. But either way, this one, I'm not sure if I would put the sack on him, but I don't know what the process is here because typically this concept, the pure progression is one is the flat and two is the stick route. And if he does read the pure progression to that side, I mean, this is a basic quick game concept. He gets this ball out despite the fact that Nick Zakel gets run over, right? Like this is a but bad rep from Nick Zakel. To me, I think I agree with him not throwing this. Look at the corner. Oh, to no, me- no. He makes the right decision to not throw the backside route. My question is where his eyes are because he's not reading the concept side. So I don't know why he's coming to the alert first. That's my question. Right. Okay. I don't know about that either. But the way he's looking right in this play, and this is a quick, like you got to decide fast because it's just that's the nature right, of the play. Right, right, right. I agree with him not throwing this pass because to right, me, the corner right. looks like he's six. about to, to drive on it. And so, like, we all look at that, and it's like, oh, he needs to get the ball out. And it's like, all right, well, if I'd rather him take a sack than throw a pick. Right, right. No, no, no. In the case, he made the right decision to not throw this football. I agree there. Absolutely. If he throws this football in the hitch route, it's a pick six. Again, I don't know if he expected Conley to sight adjust to a fade because he thought it was cloud coverage to that side. So he wanted to throw it. Conley wasn't on the same page. He had to eat the ball takes a sack. I don't know if I would fully put that on him either. I'm, I'm not trying to put this sack on him. I'm just saying the process that goes into this play, I'm not exactly sure what happened. The second sack, though, the one on third and five, he's got to make that throw. If you go back to that one, do you have the clip for that one? Uh, I can try and pull it up really quick. I think Josh Norris posted it, our mutual friend, if you want to. Rich has a sack up. Oh, okay, okay, perfect. So the second sack, look at the top of the screen right there. He's got a little stick route, but he sees that cover two corner squat late. He's looking right at it, and he pumps fakes, and he takes the sack. 
This is a ball. I don't think you should have thrown that either. I you got to throw this on third and six. Oh, I totally disagree. If I stop it, look right here, throw the stick route right there. You got to throw it. Corner's right on the boundary. He's going to jump in front of that. Is squatting, but you put this ball on him, and I mean, this is the same throw Jimmy Garoppolo made to Dante Pettis to beat the Steelers versus cover two. And that was actually a bad decision because Pettis wasn't running a stick route. He ran an out route. And it was just a lucky play that Pettis came back to the ball and caught it. But you got to throw this ball. This See, is, to I me, this is on him to me. You got to throw this. To me, I don't think he should have because there's the corner is squatting right there. I think in a perfect world, he pumps it and hits the guy going down the sideline because the corner sits. But stats, the cover two corner squatting there, he sees it late and he holds the ball down. This is the inexperience that we're talking about that makes him hesitate and not throw it, right? Like these are the things that going through playing, like when we're talking about like, hey, veteran quarterbacks that play on time and on schedule, I don't want to make this a comparison to Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold because I don't know what they would have done in this situation. That's merely just me speculating. But if we take like a, hey, standard veteran quarterback, like a Kirk Cousins, these are some of the plays that you make on time and on schedule. And I I think he should have made this throw. You seem to disagree, which is fine. But either way, either way, it's, and by the way, Christopher says it's pick. It's not a pick. I think if he, there's no way the corner squats and is able to then come in and squeeze the stick route because he's stopping the route he pump fakes on it. He's looking right at it. He he was trying to throw that ball. But my point is either way, this is kinks of playing, right? Like the next time he plays, he'll know how much space he has and you'll probably make this throw. So like, I, I want to make that bigger point in all of this. But to me, this is a sack that's on the quarterback, not on the offensive line. On Tuesday's show with Steph Sanchez and Jason Aponte, we wondered how Trey Lance was supposed to have improved without ever actually playing since last year. Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion, was asking Trey Lance to operate the way that he wants him to operate and improve on the things he needs to improve on in a game situation. It's not going to look pretty, but that's why it always needs improvement. And for the people that are saying, oh, my God, um, the excuses. The guys never played. What excuses? Like, like, I think we have a we have this idea in our head that Trey Lance has been in the league three years, whatever it is, that he's played three years in the league. This is actually the exact opposite of Sam Darnold in the entire – like Sam Darnold's played three years. Trey Lance has been on the team for three years. That doesn't mean he's played for three years. So what excuses? What excuses exactly? I don't see this as an excuse more than it is a reason. For what you're seeing, you're watching a young man taking his first few snaps. You're watching a young man go through all the the motions. You're watching a young man who has not played football in a very long time. I just don't understand it. So I guess this is where we should go. Debunking the national narrative around Trey Lance's debut, Steph. Dan Orlovsky gets on TV and he says he cannot play at all in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I've seen enough. You've seen enough on what? What have you seen enough on? Who's seen enough? What is enough? Five games? Six games? That's enough? So now you know. But yet, there's quarterbacks who struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle, and you're just like, yeah, you know, maybe he could be. I think he can be. But Steph, why is it everyone is so quick to rush to bury this young man after after just five, six games, and after this one game after he's been out for so long, it is mind-boggling, Steph. And for the people that say, well, Dan Orlovsky's played the game. He knows more than you. He has a more informed opinion than I do. Probably knows a little bit more to X's and O's than I do, but don't get it 
up, I actually, I watch the tape and I go through the X's and O's and I've learned a lot about concepts. I do my best to learn as best I can. But my God, Steph, that has got to be one of the most ill-informed things. One of the things that I heard that is so far jumping off the bridge uh, talking about him right now. I, I really don't get it. I think it's twofold, the opinions that we hear from the national media. On on one side, I think it's part of them wanting to confirm their priors. A lot of these guys had the 49ers taking Mac Jones. And because that didn't happen, you know, they're a little irked by that. And they don't want Trey Lance to really pan out. Um, I think another side of that token is they're not emotionally invested in the 49ers and Trey Lance and how he performs. So that being said, they're just looking at the situation very black and white. They don't look at the positives. They don't look at what he could be. I mean, that could be admirable, admirable. Like maybe, maybe we're a little biased. Maybe we want Trey Lance to do so well that we're, we're really hanging on to like the positives that we see. Um, and so I don't know. I, th- I think somewhere in the middle is probably where the truth is on on Trey Lance and what he could be. But I think it is unfair to just write him off at the same time. But I think the writing on, on the wall that we've been seeing, and we've been saying this too, is that we don't see him getting that opportunity in San Francisco. And the reason for that is because it's so clear, it's so evident that he needs reps. He needs those snaps. We saw it in that game. He got better the more snaps that he got. Kyle Shanahan was like, I wish we could have gotten him a little more plays. Kyle, you're the head coach. Why did you not give him more plays? I hope (laughs) in the next preseason game, we see a little more of Trey Lance. But anyway, the point being, these preseason games are going to be his, maybe his last shot with the 49ers to prove that he can stick around or he should stick around. And I don't know if that is enough time for Trey Lance to prove that in such short amount of time. So he's already behind the eight ball just based on the position that by no fault of his own, he's been placed in. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Wednesday, I sat down with Ryan Hensley, 49ers content creator, and we wondered if the whole Super Bowl window idea is being blown out of proportion. Something else I want to get to, and it pertains to Trey Lance, is the Super Bowl window, right? This is a Super Bowl window. We can't let Trey play because it's a Super Bowl window. We got to have Brock in there. We got to have Sam Darnold to back him up. Super Bowl window, Super Bowl window. Then why haven't they acted like it, Ryan? Why is the second best edge rusher on this team Cleveland Farrell, a guy that has washed out of his first NFL opportunity. Where is the Super Bowl window when it comes to that? Why is the starting right tackle for this team a guy that the 49ers themselves said at one point wasn't good enough to be on the roster and let him go on the street? 
Like, where is the Super Bowl window when it comes to that? Why is it only when we talk about the quarterbacks that we talk about the Super Bowl window? Yet with the rest of the team, we're fine just letting it go and letting them do whatever they want. Honestly, I think that Super Bowl window is a little bit overhyped. When you have this offensive line and you have a 23-year-old quarterback who's played eight games, you shouldn't be talking. I mean, your goal is Super Bowl window. You have a strong roster outside of that. But the most important position on any NFL team is your quarterback and your offensive line. D-line coming third to that. This is my opinion, right? But you have unproven quarterbacks. How many teams have won a Super Bowl with a quarterback that young? I don't know of any. Maybe one, maybe two. And you're talking a long time ago. It's not very likely that you're going to win a Super Bowl with a 23-year-old quarterback. If you were all in, then go all in and go get yourself uh, like the Rams did. Go grab yourself a Matt Stafford like the Jets did. Go get yourself an Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, I think people are writing off Aaron Rodgers way too soon. I think he's going to have a great season with the Jets. I know people don't like him politically or his personality, and I get it. That's fine. But when it comes from a football standpoint, 49ers should have went all in on that. They should have signed Tom Brady when he wanted to come and not settling for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's going all in on a Super Bowl. Right. If you if it's Super Bowl window and we have to have this and we, you know, screw everything else, then why don't you get the Super Bowl winning machine that is Tom Brady when he comes to you and says, I want to play for you and you don't have to give up a single draft pick to acquire him. That's what you do when you're in a Super Bowl window. You don't say, well, we have Jimmy Garoppolo. We hope maybe we can get back to the Super Bowl. You don't do that. If you're if Super Bowl window is your is your thing that's your slogan your line that's what's the gm of your team essentially then you go get tom brady but the niners didn't do that they but they always talk about the super bowl window so that's the really frustrating part act as if why isn't nick bosa signed if you're in a super bowl window what the hell are we waiting for on that like let's go act like it sign a veteran pass rusher although most of them are pretty much gone by now i guess maybe you could get jadevian clowney i don't know how good he is anymore like they haven't acted like they're in a Super Bowl window when it comes to anywhere else on the roster. They think they're going to win a Super Bowl like the Buccaneers did when John Lynch was playing for them. They think they're going to win a Super Bowl with a mid-level quarterback, a game manager, a running game, and a defense. That mm-hmm. only happens about 10 to 15% of the time. So you are going all in on the exception and not the rule, and it's frustrating to watch. Right. And that's that you've said that perfectly. The Niners can win a Super Bowl with what they are doing. They absolutely can. But it's a very narrow set of circumstances that has to get them to that point. And let's remember how the Buccaneers won that Super Bowl. They played against the Raiders, who they knew all the Raiders calls because <laughs> because they, the, the Raiders never changed any of them. Like that is a very narrow situation to where you can win a Super Bowl. The much more likely situation is you get into a Super Bowl and lo and behold, you need a play from your quarterback and usually a play outside of the structure of the system. And we know we saw it against the Chiefs, right? Third and 15, Patrick Mahomes says, hey, let's call this deep play. I know they're getting pressure on me, but I'll just keep dropping back. And since I have an arm that's blessed by the gods, I can launch a huge pass to a wide open Tyree kill and totally change the tide of that game. That's what more than likely happens in a Super Bowl. Look at Jalen Hurts last year. He played awesome in the Super Bowl. Was fantastic. One of the best Super Bowls we've seen in recent memory from a quarterback. He didn't win. Why? Patrick Mahomes was better. Like, that is more than likely what you're going to have to overcome to win a Super Bowl. And that is not the narrow path that the 49ers have locked themselves into. 
On Thursday, Levin Black and I listened to a clip of Steve Young from KNBR, who seems to be the only one defending Trey Lance. There was somebody who said something about Trey Lance, who did defend Trey Lance, and that was somebody that I think is in a, in a unique position and really can relate to what Trey Lance is going through, and that's your boy, Levin, Steve Young, who was on KNBR and I thought offered the perfect defense of Lance. And everybody was saying, oh, you can't process it and all this stuff. Listen to Steve Young on KNBR defending Trey Lance. I don't know that it's that he can't, he's not seeing it. I think what's happened is he's now squeezed where every throw is a, is a referendum on whether he's any good or not. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a lot of college or even pro you know, money in the bank, not, not literal money, but just that you know, the ability to kind of go out and play and show people what I can do. And so there's all this expectation and, and aspiration and fear and anxiety. And every time I go out for a series, something great's got to happen. And all of a sudden, you know, you're not free. You're not relaxed. You're pressing and you're, and you're pressing every throw. And all of a sudden you're, you're late for a throw and then you get sacked and you go down and you're like, holy crap. How many bad things can happen? So you get into a bad spot. He's, you know, he's competent, but now Trey's in a spot where he has to go out every practice and try to prove that he's worth hanging in there with. And that's a tough spot to be in. I completely agree. Every time Trey Lance plays, he's got to throw an 80 yard touchdown pass. And I think it, it is affecting him. And I think it would affect anybody. See, I, this is gets into the biggest theoretical in sports history that fascinates me how much of a quarterback succeeding is being in the right place to where they can build up until the point that they know they can do it and how many quarterbacks out there could have been these great you know multiple pro bowlers maybe even hall of fame quarterbacks but the circumstances they went into destroyed their confidence and how much of it is if you're actually a hall of fame quarterback you'll overcome that right that's a theoretical that can never be answered we don't know and that's where we're at with Trey Lance. So I can't, I can't say for certain that Steve Young is right or wrong on that because that's the theoretical that is unanswerable to me that's always fascinated me since I was a kid. How much of it is a quarterback failed because of their circumstances and then even when they went and got a second chance, they were still affected by all the psychological things that worked in, you know, and, and that they were slower to process because they didn't trust things because of the situation they were. You know, it's, you know when, when you have trust issues – with one team and you go to a second team, you can't necessarily just instantly get past those trust issues. And I think we see that a lot with quarterbacks. Now Trey Lance isn't on his second team, but it certainly seems clear that he's going to need a second team to have that chance. Is it the Trey Lance just isn't good enough that he doesn't trust and he has trust issues that are inherent to him and he's unable to come overcome those and trust the system, which we know Kyle Shanahan wants, or is it, the circumstances that Trey Lance had destroyed his confidence because it came into a situation where he was put in as the prized number three overall pick that they traded three first round picks for, but we're not giving you the reins because we have this other guy that's super beloved and we're keeping him in the locker room. So you can't become the leader. You can't instantly have this confidence and show it and show out. And so now you had to sit and kind of bring yourself down. So you're not stepping on the guy's toes. that's actually playing as a rookie. And now that he's gone, you're trying to come back to what you were, but you're human and you can't get that. You know, how how much is what? I don't know. And that's the truth of the matter. I don't think anybody can know.
They put him on the council, but they did not grant him the rank of master. That sort of summarizes the No, trailer. they didn't even put him on the council. <laughs> they said stay in the Padawan room and protect those little Padawans. Stay in there. You don't get to have any say. Let me That's... just say that didn't work out for the Padawan. Now, here, here's the scenario. If we want to make a Star Wars reference, it was Kyle Shanahan, which is Yoda, saying, yes, you're going to be in the room, but you don't get to say anything. And the whole rest of the council, which would be the veterans, saying, no, that guy can't be in here because he's not going to undermine the guy that we actually love. So he needs to go to the Padawan room. That's the scenario. I don't like this idea that, well, if Trey Lance really was the guy, then he would overcome all of this. Like, these aren't robots, man. And also, he's not really getting the opportunity to overcome all of this, right? Like, again, but we're some, talking- some quarterbacks do. Some quarterbacks have, you know, unwavering confidence, and they're still going to make the dang throws. Now, they might, that confidence might screw them, and they make too many of the throws, and they end up getting interceptions. But somebody like Baker Mayfield, you're never taking his confidence away from him. Baker Mayfield's never going to have a confidence issue because of who he is. And guess what? The problem for him is he he goes too far with it and he gets to the point of not being confident, but being cocky, you know, or a gunslinger. You know, we've seen quarterbacks out there that they want to have this gunslinger mentality and and yet they don't truly have the skill to be that. Somebody like Jay Cutler constantly made throws that he shouldn't make because he thought he could be Brett Favre. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The week always ends with myself and Michelle Majuk of the NFL Network. Brock Purdy may play in the game against the Broncos. And if he does, we talked about what we want to see from the 49ers presumed starting quarterback. Kyle Shanahan said Brock Purdy may play. Listen to Kyle Shanahan on KMBR. We plan on Sam going the first half. Still, we just finished practice here. So I'm going to talk to the trainers with the rest of our team and everything. I might get Brock in there for a little bit. I have not finalized that yet, but um, thinking about playing the ones for possibly a series a little in the first quarter. Um, but whatever that is, if, if we don't, Sam will have the whole first half. And if those guys do open the game with Brock and some of the ones, it probably won't be much longer than a series or two. Okay. First of all, yes, please, please get Brock in there. doesn't need to be for the whole, you know, a quarter. A series is fine, but I want to see Brock. Yeah, he needs to get Brock in there. He's the starter and he needs to play. And there's just like, I don't understand. I get the whole injury risk, but you see Patrick Mahomes plays every single preseason game. Josh Allen is going to play a whole half this week. The Steelers are playing all of their starters. Like teams play their starters now. There are still a few coaches that refuse to, but 
Like we've seen Aaron Rodgers refuse to play in the preseason lately. And guess who really struggles in week one, Aaron freaking <laughs> Rodgers. He stinks in week one over the last couple of seasons, like incredibly bad because everyone else is getting these practice reps and he's not in real life action. He needs to be out there. And I hate the whole one series thing. Well, what if you go three and out, <laughs> you're not going to bring them out again for a second, like do three series long, unless the, if the first drive is eight plays long touchdown, yes, take them out, but you don't have to set a limit like that so early and also put the starting offense alignment out there as well. Yeah. So that's something that Kyle talked about with Lance. Uh, he was talking about Lance's performance and how he thought Lance got better as he went along. And he said, Oh, it was really hard not to put him out there in the third quarter. I almost did it. It's like, well, you can do it. Like you don't have to hold yourself to these, these plans that you have going in. Sometimes I feel like he does that. He always says like, well, we stuck to our plan and this is what we plan going in. It's like, you don't get extra credit for that. Like adjust based on what happens. Like to me, the fact that Trey went three and out on his first three series, like that does impact how long I would keep him in the game because you're just, you're not getting plays, you know? So like with Brock, let's say for example, they run on first down, right? And then they gain eight yards, nine yards. Well, then Kyle maybe wants to run on second and third down to try and pick up the first down. What if they don't get it, right? They run all three plays and then the series is over and then you're not going to let Brock like have a drop back passing attempt. Like, no, be flexible, Kyle. And like most coaches just say like, they're going to play a certain amount of plays, right? They don't put drives on it. Like Sean Payton has said that in this game, that his starters will play somewhere between 20 and 24 plays. That makes a lot more sense to me. Like have a play limit where you don't want them, you know, being too overused or on the field too much, but not a drive limit. So hopefully he just, he doesn't have everything planned yet. And that was just his answer, but Brock Purdy needs to play in this game as as well as just like all the starters should be out there. I agree. And you don't, you don't have to go crazy, but yeah, you got to play football to get ready for football. Ben V says, yes, bring out Brock. He needs the most reps of all the players. Why give him the A-Rod treatment? I totally agree. Give him, he's still 23. He's only played eight games in the NFL. He needs reps too. As much as we talk about it for Trey Lance, like Brock needs it. And I'm anxious to see him, Michelle, because I want to be able to judge from my own eyes. You know, we got all these practice reports about Brock Purdy and, oh, his arm looks the same. He threw like two passes and everybody wanted to tweet out. His arm looks identical. He hasn't lost any velocity. But lo and behold, Brock Purdy himself said he's still working on his velocity. So <laughs> I think Brock would have a better idea than the beat writers on this team where his arm is. And I want to see for myself. I hope that Kyle dials up something deep. Like, let me see. Because there were multiple instances last year where he went to throw deep and the passes got there and they were caught, but it was close and a lot of them were underthrown and he's now had major surgery on his arm. So I just want to be able to judge for myself whether his velocity has been changed at all. Yeah. And we've been hearing, you know, he's been throwing a lot of interceptions and people are getting mad at least, uh, I don't know so much about us, but uh, across the board, right. At content creators being more upset about Lance's almost thrown interceptions than Brock Purdy actually throwing them. The thing is, <laughs> I can't say anything about Brock Purdy's interceptions. I'm not there seeing right. them. I don't know his processing. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it tipped off a guy's hands that should have caught it or if it was the right choice. I do know that Lance made two terrible decisions, right? So I can judge that because I saw it with my own eyes. I'm not going, like, I want to be able to see Brock Purdy. And if he's making these same mistakes that Lance was, I'm going to be critical about him as well. It's not like I'm going to just say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It's just preseason. No, I'll be critical, but I can't, I can't judge him until I see him in an actual 
in, with my real eyes. That's going to do it for this edition of The Best Of. As always, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. You can watch any of our shows on the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel. Just search Gold Standard Network and we will pop right up. We appreciate you. Hopefully you found something you like, something maybe that you hadn't heard before. Remember, after the game, Saturday night, we will be live with you on the YouTube page. Gold Standard Network, myself and Levin Black, reacting to everything that we see in the second week of the preseason please 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 join us then we take your questions your comments it's a really fun interactive show and we hope you will be a part of it enjoy your weekend everybody i'm rob stats guerrera we'll talk after the game